This week in the world of news from books, beards, and brews. Alright, as always, I am Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. And I am the best intern ever, y'all, ever. I earned that this week. I earned best intern ever. I'm pretty sure you were probably a better intern back when you were actually an intern. And no, I actually did work this week. She did. She put in some work. She put in a. She put in a a large. I'm a photoshopping genius. She is. She's a Photoshop. Photoshop pimp. Um. Yeah. So I earned that best intern. You did. You did. You're. You are intern of the week. Hey. There we go. Ooh, can I get a plaque? No. Oh. Can I get a printed out certificate? That seems a bit Mm. much. God. You've got all that parchment paper. You can print it off and it could look fancy. That sounds like effort. If I do that, maybe maybe she should I'm do it. I'm just going to reissue it anytime. You don't get more than one. Like if you win intern of the week, which is not a given. I'm not the only given. intern. Yeah. yeah. Not, he said not what he said. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to reissue you. I'm actually going to hold on to that so I can just. Take it away and give it back to me? Yeah, basically. You ever watch Tabletop? Yeah. Where they like get, give the the trophy and then <laughs> t- take it back because yeah. that's they how only, it's they, Their budget only allowed for one trophy, so they just put a little person's name on tape over it. But I made five whole shirts. You did. And uh, actually, our buddy Cameron stopped me last night and was like, man, that horror shirt is amazing. Right? I was like, right, that's my favorite too. Totally anyway. So good. So, Best um, intern. This is... Creative consultant. You need to... He's up on that. About yeah. 20% off there. Um, best person ever. Favorite person on this podcast. Best thing of 2018. Wow. <laughs> wow. Someone's quickly losing intern of the week status. I um, am the best. All right. So let's dive into the weekend news. This first headline is, don't that just Beto all? Beto all? Okay. So... Those who keep up with politics might remember that uh, Ted Cruz had a pretty, pretty a close... Respectable beard. Respectable well, beard. Well, yeah, we've been talking about his beard. Yeah. Um, well, his oh, opponent yeah. in the most recent Senate race was Beto O'Rourke. Oh. And apparently, hmm. he has started growing a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It's... In that awkward phase. Yeah, it's... Cruz's beard is better right now. Yeah, so like, definitely. It's like, Beto, you lost the Senate race. You but can't you need, lose this you too, man. You need to win the one that really matters, the which is race. the beard race. Which I'm not sure he's going to. Just yeah. just, just looking just, the way it looks now. Yeah, just, well, I mean, sure. everybody's sure awkward in that well, I know, but stage. He's also a lot younger yeah. than mm-hmm. Cruz. Um, that Cruz is, I think the, the real strength of Cruz's beard is the salt and pepperness of it. Yeah. It is um, very dapper. But, so this was, this was an interesting little snippet. So uh, a lot of people are talking, there's a lot of buzz about Beto running for president, perhaps. Um, If he runs and wins and keeps his beard, he'd be the first U.S. president to sport facial hair in more than a century. What? What was the last one? The last time a president had facial hair was March 4th, 1913, when William Howard Taft and his mustache left office. God, Taft is like the best president. I love that fucker so bad. He was so fat he got stuck in a bathtub. How is that not cool? Oh, it's my favorite. I mean, there's other people who did better things, but... So do we need to do an episode on, like, presidential facial hair? Well, I don't guess we do, because it's all out. I'm just going to give her an excuse to lose her mind over goddamn Taft. Calm down, killer. Hmm. 
literally kill her because she's yeah, wow, not you know, a, oh i'm ex- i'm real extra today i'm sorry <laughs> um <sighs> all right so i just thought that was neat a little little more political beard news hmm. um all right so this is head- o'rourke that's a mouthful it's a weird name so first line, this first headline name, combination beto o'rourke Twenty thousand roaring orcs uh, the fuck going. is wrong with you? <laughs> I was listening to other things. Stop looking at me. All right. So this headline is, well, book the cruise. Is this more? Is this more dead cruise? No. Um, so between 2009 and 2015, the number of independent bookstores in the U.S. went up by 35%. Nice. And print sales rose by almost 2% in 2017 and continued to rise in 2018. Heck yeah. Mostly due to the strength of adult nonfiction sales. Um, I just, I wonder about that as people are like adult it, nonfiction, adult nonfiction. Right. Well, people are getting so involved in politics. Mm. They're reading all these, they're reading uh, all the memoirs yeah. and stuff uh, like that. I think that probably has been a, fa- they didn't say that, yeah. but I think it's a factor. But so this was interesting. So Vox did an article that suggested that we're actually buying more print books because of all of our time that we spend online in particular on our phone. Mm-hmm. Not for the reasons you're thinking. A trip to a bookstore doesn't just make for a lovely afternoon errand. It also makes for a popular and pleasing Instagram post. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will say I follow a lot of bookstagram things. And I, okay, that's what it says. Oh, bookstagram me. has been used by more than 25 million times on Instagram. Yeah, that aesthetic, um, though. you got to have so many nice books and the right things and, like, lights and the fluffy stuff to go with it. And yeah, it was... It was and you but, can't do that with a digital book. I've seen some of the bookstagrams with, like, just their Kindle sitting next to some stuff. It's not the same. So they were, they were thinking that that is not the reason, but a can, reason. Can you see the hatred in my eyes? I do. Um, they also wrote that because our phones are so ubiquitous, uh, that we're increasingly drawn to physical book books as an escape. I get that. Books. Uh, some independent booksellers agree that digitization has actually made people crave physical books more for their look, their feel, and their smell. I get that. So people are buying paper books so for their Instagram. I don't know that I was just gushing about my new puppy before we started recording. But Did you get a puppy for the gram? Okay, so... Oh, get the fuck out. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I did not. But this is a thing where, like, all black-faced animals, like... um, That's racist. Oh, I knew as soon as I said it (laughs) that I can... I'm not even going to make eye contact with Bob. You're putting your dog in blackface? That is... God. (laughs) She's a a black puppy. That is a level of racism around people. (laughs) No, so they don't photograph very well. And so, because, I mean, I was trying to take pictures yesterday of showing people that I had acquired a dog, but there's no good way to take a picture of her because she's all black. There's no, like, distinguishing marks. They're not very photogenic with camera phones. And so people... This is possibly the most racist thing I've ever heard anyone say. It's speciesist, if anything, but they don't get adopted from shelters as much because they're not as easy to Instagram and take pictures. Well, they're also unlucky. I think that's probably the bigger reason. Like black cats, because they're unlucky. But that wouldn't help anybody from not get a black pup. Yeah, but Bob, tell me, would you not want a black dog protecting your house? Think uh, about it, black dog. I, I already have a shaggy black dog that lives in my backyard, and it's real creepy. Oh my god. What yeah, it's just it? protecting you. Oh, it could be. Oh, did you just what? Let, did you if just let the reincarnated? No. Yeah. What if my puppy yeah. Raven is like creepy boyfriend dog's puppy? Yeah. And I've invited let, it in my yeah, house. Yeah. Oh god, I'm well, gonna, you're die. gonna die. 
Um, we'll tell that story another time about the creepy. But yeah, so people get dog. paper books for yeah. Instagram, and that's why they also tend to not get all black animals because they don't photograph very well hmm. because Instagram is life. Okay. I hate you so much for just saying that. Yeah. I don't think you believe it. Oh, I don't. No, I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not. But I think freak. some some people do. But yeah, there will definitely hate all of you. There are people who get paid lots of money just to take pictures on Instagram. Oh, don't dude. get me wrong. I'm not going to hold that, that against work? them. That's cool. But like, hey, make make that money however yeah. you can. Yeah. But, but also go ad- go adopt puppies. Yeah. Even if they don't adopt, don't very well. No, no. Yeah. Or yeah, find I, them in your backyard like, as yeah. people do. Or let have people drop them off in your backyard. Yeah. All right, so the last headline will book the cruise. Well, this one is, but not a booze cruise. So hmm. books are doing better. Yes. Oops. But according to data compiled by the Wall Street Journal, U.S. alcohol volume declined 0.8% last year. Mm. 0.1 percentage point. A 0.1 percentage. Oh, fuck. I can't. I can't read. Numbers. A 0.1 percentage point increase over the year prior. Beer consumption took the biggest hit, but growth among wine and spirits also slowed. Uh, so again, I know we talked, we've talked about this before, but uh, so all the all the liquor and beer people are getting into pot. Yeah. Um, so I know I've already mentioned how uh, InBev, who owns Anheuser Busch, that mm-hmm. they're uh, they did a hundred million dollar venture with a canadian pop producer mm-hmm. well here's some more constellation brands the parent company of corona acquired a four billion dollar stake in canopy growth core a canadian marijuana producer molson coors said last year uh that its canadian unit was partnering in a joint venture with hydropothecary corporation to uh, and I quote, pursue opportunities to develop non-alcoholic cannabis-infused beverages for the Canadian market following legalization. Huh. Pot doesn't taste good. I don't think I would want to drink pot well, ho- soda. I don't, well, to me, hops doesn't taste good. No, it doesn't. So, but when you brew it... It still doesn't taste good. It tastes better. So, um, But also, they to kind of also get this market back, they're developing more non-alcoholic beers... Apparently, like Molson Coors has started selling a non-alcoholic premium golden lager on Amazon that's only 45 calories per can. But why? Well, that's uh, it's for more health-conscious consumers, which I can kind of get this. So like, all right, my parents, my parents. Well, they just need to switch well, to no, that no, quinoa no, hear, liquor. Hear, hear me out. My parents were. Callback. Or, yeah. Okay. My parents, uh, Mormon. Yes. All right. Uh, but they weren't always, they didn't grow up in the church. Right. They, my stepmom was a hippie. My dad was oil drilling redneck. Um, and so they drank a lot. Well, then they became Mormon and Mormons don't drink, but they basically grew up drinking beer. And on occasion they just like, they just really wanted the taste of beer. So they would go get like a like a six pack of O'Doul's or something yeah. like that, like a non alcoholic beer. So if you think about it, as much as craft is blowing up, like I'm sure my parents, if if there had been more options on the market, they probably would have got more than just O'Doul's. You know, like granted, my parents weren't like craft beer connoisseurs, but if you think about it now, we have a generation of craft beer lovers. If they go to if if they're partaking in a, a dry January. They might be like, well, let me just get some of these non-alcoholic beers to kind of scratch that itch. 
I, I get it. Conceptually, I get it. Yeah. But to I me, to me, the, at the end of the day, like beer just doesn't taste good enough. Yeah, it doesn't taste me. good. Like it's like I would rather plus I just is rather it gets drink you drunk, and then you don't worry that it doesn't taste so yeah, good. I would just always rather I would have coke. I would go the I, other I'm direction, not, not and I would just like grab those alcoholic waters, so I would go bet, the other direction. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Like let me get trashed without tasting it, and it's just water, and I'm tricking myself, and then I'm hydrating. It's hilarious how those taste. I bought one, I bought a thing of them once, just on a whim, and was like, I don't, I don't think I like this, but not actively enough to stop drinking it. Yeah. This is Hard hilarious. Water. It's got to be really bad liquor for me to just stop drinking it. And then I told my friends about it, and they, they bought it, and were like, yeah, okay, this could be a problem. Like, it doesn't, you don't taste yeah. anything, and then you you slam a couple of them, and you're just drunk. Like, oh, where did look, that come from? I didn't it. have yeah. the funky taste. Surprise, you're drunk. Huh. I love it. So, last bit of news I have is no longer relevant, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sorry. Huh? Um, no, it has nothing to do with you. Everything has everything to do with me. Um, so, this one is called <laughs> Free is Our Favorite Flavor. I love free. Because on the podcast, free is our favorite it's my flavor. Favorite pretty flavor. Pretty much, yeah. So of anything. So uh, mine is lemon, but okay. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, That's so, real un American. We over here on this side of the table love the taste of free and freedom. I didn't say I didn't dislike the taste of freedom. Oh, you did. No, I did no. not. You I said just that said that wasn't I, your favorite thing. I just say I actively enjoy lemon. Hmm. Sounds European. <laughs> I'm fitting to come across this table at you, bitch. We fitting so to throw down. Yeah, so lippy. Keep going. All right, so, I'm going to keep drinking. See, see how this keeps going by the end of the next podcast. So with the federal government shutdown oh. showing a few signs of resolution, he mm. copy and pasted several days ago. Um, really only like 36 hours ago. Well, this no, is like yes- yesterday is when it the shutdown ended oh. but i oh well i made this i made this on wednesday and then yeah. thursday the government reopens anyway so area businesses Couldn't you have made this earlier then jesus bob it's yeah, as if you weren't on. even trying no. it's almost as if i this is don't all, you know this, that when you is, write things this is you write win- them into this, happening this is my wednesday tradition Okay. I do. I gather the news. Okay. Well, you could have wrote this on a Wednesday, like, like a couple of Wednesdays Thursday, ago. Right. Thursday through the saying. next Wednesday, I'll screenshot stuff that I find. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, I look through my screenshots to see what news. No, no, I we can get do. you. But you could have you could have written this article like three weeks ago and saved people a lot of. Oh, oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway. Okay. Um, area businesses are stepping up to help employees about to go their second pay period without a check. Mm-hmm. Unpossible Mead in Dwight is offering a full pour of mead. Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> is offering a full pour of mead for 25 cents to all furloughed federal employees or workers still on the job without pay. Um, the reason they're charging 25 cents is they said that they are required by law to charge something for the alcohol. They cannot just give it away. The Book Nook in Washington is offering a free book to federal employees up to $10 in value during the shutdown. And they can then get another free book if they trade in the first book. Huh. So good. Yeah. So now that's no longer relevant because the uh, But hey, good looking out. I appreciate the effort. Good hustle. Good hustle. I mean. Leg it out, boys. All of that was a dumpster fire. Hmm. Yeah. We're not t- we're not but gonna, here's your consolation beer. We're not going to go into the politics, well getting free books. Free books is great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would go for a quarter 
quarter quarter mead. Mead. No, quarter mead. Mead, which I've never had like... I've never had mead I would trust to drink. Put it like that. I've always been like, I made this at my house. I'm like, oh no, honey. I don't want to drink. Oh no, honey. Oh. Hey, good joke. Hey. Oh, also... I told Bob about this, but I'm going to mention it now on the podcast because I can. So it's hilarious when like, you know what? We'll talk about this off air. Oh, wow. What a tease. What a tease. <laughs> what, a tease. <laughs> what a tease. So um, that's all the news I have. What have you been reading? Yeah, that's what I. What have you been reading? I think we're going to. This intern, man. Just oh, get I've read so many things. Well, okay. then you have to wait. I'm going to go first. Yeah, no, I have to fill um, up my good so reads because I read so many I, things. I, let's see. What have I been reading? Um, I've been reading Ready Player One. I'm about 70 to 75% of the way through, I think. Um, you should try to finish it by I wanted to have it done week, by this weekend, we but I didn't. Uh, have it done by next weekend, and then we could go ahead and record that episode. I, 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 unless something significantly right. changes, it'll be done by the cool. weekend. Um, cool, cool. I was reading on that um, when I drive long distances. So anytime I come down here, uh, I listen to Jade City, which oh my god, it's so good. How's the audiobook on that? Is it good? Um, good it's, narrator? It's good, but it's not ama- Like it's not. It's not like Lies Lockmore or anything like that. Uh-huh. But it's it's not one that I would be like, oh, you should definitely you have to listen to it instead of reading it. But it's good. Um, and then I've read a whole bunch of manga because i've been using the <laughs> the the kindle fire you gave me yeah um, oh is there a bunch of manga on there they have comiXology so i paid the oh, six bucks yeah. to get unlimited and then i also found that i could just buy stuff and there's this really good slice of life manga that i've always been meaning to finish and never actually finish and realized that some of it was a little out of order and it was fan yeah translated so it wasn't perfect and i found like the first one was for like two dollars so i bought it and then i bought the next three yeah. for like five bucks each instead of the ten bucks it is for the dig- for the hard copy yeah and i've just been laying in bed reading it. it's it been glorious nice nice um in my land i didn't read as much this week because the metallica concert kind of threw me off oh so good uh tuesday is normally a big reading day for me and that just just because they get done early uh yeah basically um so uh but i have for my goodreads challenge 52 books in a year i have read 14 so it tells me i'm at 27 percent um this week i on audiobook i finished lovecraft's monsters uh it's a short story collection edited by ellen datlow it's got like neil gaiman and some other like well-known like lovecraftian authors anyone good uh, wow, Zing. savage. Um, no, so I I not like re- he said no. no, 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 no. So I really enjoyed this collection. There's one, there's one story that I was just like, this story's trash. Um, but every other story in there, I want to read the story that made great. Bob be like, this is trash. It was the so a, a major element of Lovecraftian fiction is kind of that purple prose, like mm-hmm. kind of these just elaborate descriptions of over the top kind of and also some and, stuff. and sometimes it's not even the description itself so much as the words he chooses right. to like just the, so the flow of the language people still do that a lot this story took Did, that oh. to the nth degree i cannot 
actually tell you what that story was about mm. for real mm. uh, that um, sounds like a Derek story oh god me. it was awful anyway <laughs> i'm not going to say who the author was because i don't want to shit talk authors unless they've personally offended me um so but the collection was great so i i highly recommend it the cool thing about it was ellen datlow she set out in editing this she wanted to find stories that were a little less typical of the lovecraftian genre so you get a wide, you get like a western in there that was really good like a lot of cool stuff. Well, the real star was the the guy who read it. Do I did I write down his name? No, because I'm a piece of shit. Um, but so long as we're on the same page, he basically did a completely different voice for every fucking story. Like awesome. the western story, he read it in a very like westerny kind of voice, and like it was amazing. It's got tentacles, y'all. Be careful. Basically. No, he was definitely <laughs> McCree from Overwatch. That's it what he was did. amazing. It was mm-hmm. the best narrator I've ever heard. Um, the book I read was The Orphan Tales Number 1 in the Night Garden by Catherine M. Valenti. This was real fucking good. Um, it's basically... It, what do they call those, like, Russian nesting dolls? Babushkas? You know, babushkas. I mean, they have another name, but they're bush- babushkas. They're All right, dolls. so babushkas, the nesting dolls, where it's, like, tiny doll inside of a slightly bigger doll inside of a slightly bigger doll inside of a slightly bigger doll. That's kind of what this was. Basically, like, the framing narrative is this girl that may be a demon telling a story to the sultan's son. And she, like, starts to tell a story. Well, as she's telling the story, someone in the story would be like, oh, well, let me tell you this story. And they'll start telling that story, which in that story, someone tells a story. Someone tells a story. Ooh, and then, stories and like Inception. It kind of, but it kind of jumps around, and then like all the stories end up becoming interwoven together. Like you realize, like mm. it's something that you would pick up. Like, oh my god, that reference to bear. Well, I know that that guy is a shape changed bear. Oh, I bet you that. Oh my god, I bet you he's the guy in this prophecy. But no that one sounds else knows. cool. It hmm. was really good, and so it's. It was almost more like two novellas because it's the same framing narrative, but like the first half of it is this one series of interwoven stories that comes to a resolution, and then the next one is a bunch of interwoven stories that come to a resolution. Hmm. But there are crossover things between hmm. them. So I really want, I looked, it, they didn't have a cheap Kindle version of the second book in the series, but I wanted it. I'm not going to pay $9.99 for any Kindle book. That's just the way That's just the way I am as a person. Yeah, same. Um, I'm just not going to pay $10 for a digital product like that. I'm just not. I'm a piece of shit. Whatever. Um, oh, no. They need to adjust their pricing for digital books. I know it's the same content, but you don't um, have the materials. But it, I mean, at least <sighs> at least knock a dollar or two off. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I get you still. Depends how much I want it. It's still, well, yeah, no. that's the thing. I did I did actually end up paying uh, the appropriate amount of money I for uh, was, Tigana. I was laying in or, bed uh, after I finished that first, that first manga. I finished it and was like, I want the next one. Oh, it's literally twice as expensive as that first one. I don't care. I'm laying in bed. I'm super comfy. I'm warm, and I want to read more. Bye. Well, like one of the one, get one of the I'm things okay that's that. very common now in like fantasy trilogies, the first one will be two ninety nine, the second yeah. one will be five ninety nine, and the last one will be seven ninety nine. Yeah. Um, which actually, that to a degree, that makes sense because okay every book, investment. every book in the trilogy sells less than the one before. So if you're trying to make an equivalent amount of money, like it kind of makes sense. But also having the Price go up might be why. Well, no, that was that's just. But like, also having a low price 
entry point. Yeah. People will buy a buck for two ninety nine if they really like it. Like, well, fuck yeah, I'll. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have paid five ninety nine for I it. Have but known I, I was gonna like. Now, it. Now, I read, but now I know. I was like, so. Yeah. So what did uh, what did you read? Okay, so I'm currently reading "Present Over Perfect" by Shauna Nyquist. Um, it's self helpy. Yeah, it was okay. a free book, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, and I'm reading uh, on Audible. I guess listening to uh, Emma by Jane Austen, and that has been amusing so far because, oh, Emma, you're so stupid. I love it. She's so dumb. I'm actually not reading anything right now because I finished Orphan's Tales 1 last night, and I've Every time I finish an audiobook, I catch up on my podcasts. Mm. So I just got caught up on my podcast. So today I'll be figuring out what, what you're going to read, what I'm going to read, and what I'm going to listen to next. Mm. Probably going to be the three body problem is what I listen to. Well, uh, you talked about where you're at on your Goodreads challenge. Yeah. I have finished 12. I'm in book 13 and 14 now. Um, this week I banged through a whole bunch of like short books. Like I was cleaning off my Kindle Unlimited list. So I read. Um, a poetry book that I didn't like, so I'm not going to talk about who it was. It was real not good. Um, but I read that and then read uh, four like short smut books. Those were enjoyable. I finished Becoming by Michelle Obama. Um, finished The Dungeoneers. Fucking great. Yeah, it was enjoyable. So I finished like seven books this week. But they were all fairly short. But yeah. I read. It feels good to be like, "Ooh, bitch! I read seven books this week." Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So, yeah. all right. Great. Well, um, let's wrap this up so we can record our what y'all should be reading. If you haven't read them yet, um, you have until Wednesday when this episode comes out to read two short stories: uh, "Sun, Moon, Dust" by Ursula Vernon and "The Martian Obelisk" by Linda Nagata. There are links to both in the short reads section of the Books, Beards, Booze website. Um, so give them a read. We're about to discuss them. They are real brief. And yeah, they're, they're short. Um, and I'm not going to, no spoilers. So, um, yeah. As you tackle the upcoming week, may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.